Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III. This sounds a little foreign because I haven't been here for a while. Just fresh off another baby, Mr. Miles is in the house. Miles Canton has arrived. Shout out to him. Shout out to the family. But I am back on this show, and we're here for a special reason. But I'll get to that reason in a second, because I got to introduce first the super producer of this show who's been holding it down. Appreciate you, sir. Jake Christie. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm so happy to have you back. Uh, it was, you know, we did some fun stuff when you were gone. Hope I'm glad I was able to hold it down with some cool guests. But it's not the show without you, man. So I'm happy to have you back. Oh, you're too, you're too kind. You're too kind, and I'm happy to be back. We do have a guest for this episode, and this is a really good one. Firstly, he writes for Game Theory with Bomani Jones. You might have heard of that show on HBO Max, HBO, the whole nine yards. He also has a podcast, The Black Guy Who Tips. His name is Rod. Rod, how you doing, sir? Good, good. Glad to glad to be here. Thanks for thinking of me. I love nerding out about the MCU, so this is right up my alley. Awesome, awesome. Happy to have you. And of course, the reason that we are here. So I'd say probably about a month ago, I had come up with this idea, and I said, all right, the NBA playoffs are about to start not too long from now. And, you know, they do the all-NBA teams, which we'll hear about in about a week or so. So I said, huh, wouldn't it be fun if we did our own all MCU teams? 15 characters, you know, five, five, three, three teams, separate them out. You got your front court, who are the headliners? Do you want to talk about your Caps, your Tony Starks, Thors, and stuff like that? And you also have your backcourt, which is kind of either the secondary heroes or villains, per, per se. And then you have the people who kind of cross over. And there's a lot of crossover, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But this seems like a fun idea. And in actuality, in trying to figure this out and term who the top 15 was, at least I could say this much for myself, it was a lot more difficult than I expected it to be. Um, even so much as so to say that even a couple of days ago, I made I made a change. I made a change to one of my one of my teams. So I'm excited to hear not only yours, your guys, and basically we'll go through some voicemails and some of the tallies now, from people who sent stuff in. Jake, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I will say, if I could do it over again, I would probably think that we I from the start I would think of a better way to describe this because while there is a lot of overlap between sports fans and the nerd community. The amount of confusion I've gotten from people in my life not knowing what All-NBA is, <laughs> which is understandable. We do a show called Marvel Cinematic University. Um, and I think that – I think that the – there's – I think, AC, you made a lot of assumptions of what people understand about uh, what All-NBA is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I – it ended up working out. I was able to explain it to people. But it was definitely a thing. When I saw, like, the first tweet go out – my first thought was, friend of the show, I'm like, there's no way Michael Sprinter was going to get what the hell this means. There's just no way that he knows what this means. <laughs> Shouts to Mikey. Shouts to Mikey. But yeah, so, you know, we've had uh, a decent amount of time to get all of these submissions and and come up with our own team. So I figure we should start from back to back from three to one. We're going to do mm -hmm. our third teams first. So, mm -hmm. Rod, I will start with you. Okay. Give me your third team. Who you got? All right. Now you want the full third team and uh, the reasoning that I have them on there, or absolutely, yeah. Go yeah, start sure. with the front court. Give a little reason. If it's someone that we have later, we might say like, let's hold that. But all right, cool. I figure our lists are going to be all over the place. So my third team 
uh, Shang-Chi is is Mm -hmm. my front court. You know, I feel like he might be rookie of the year, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Impregnable defense, uh, amazing offense, but also kind of low-key don't have superpowers. Like, it's kind of like a, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, so that's why he made third team, not the first two. Um, And that's why he's uh, in in the front court. Uh, then also I had Captain America. Now I know he's mm-hmm. an old man now, so mm-hmm. he's not, you know, like he's not, uh, pri- in his prime anymore, but I feel like Steve Rogers was Jimmy Butler, you know, mm-hmm. like Steve can give it to you for 48 minutes any given night, but not 48 minutes every given night. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. That's why he made it. Um, at four, I had Hella in my backcourt. Um, she had all of Asgard in a chokehold. They never mm-hmm. actually beat her. They just destroyed Asgard. Like, Word. fam. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man, uh, this is mostly because of his sacrifice. Like, how many of us- Wait, a- Spider-Man is, is what? Uh, front court or backcourt? Backcourt, four. He's a- he's, How is he? I, he's not, he can't be backcourt. He's, oh. he's a main character. <laughs> is he? Because he's, wait, I thought backcourt could be main character. Which, what, what am I no. saying? No. No, backcourt has to be uh side There character. are certain there okay. are certain I, I'll characters. say this. You can if you flip Hella and Spider Man, you're fine. Just FYI. If, if you uh, want to do that. I think I may have said it backwards then. I so like okay. my guards are Shang-Chi and and Cap. Well, Captain America can't be a guard. He has multiple movies with his name on him. Oh, so y'all are, oh my god. So I'll basically, be, yeah, uh-huh. so I uh, so and uh, once again, Jake was right about this. Well, yeah, Jake was I right was, about this. Uh yeah, cuz front court, front court we wanted to well, specifically when I had came up with the idea, mm. we wanted to do front court being the headliners, people who had their own movies, the Captain uh-huh. America, Shang-Chi, you could have him in the front court because he had his own movie, Spider-Man, okay. obviously Thor, Iron Man, the whole yeah. Who's your? Who is the other person on third team? Because we can make this work, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Because the other person is Ultron. Ultron could be a. He could be a backcourt. Yeah, so if your backcourt is backward, Hella, yeah. if your backcourt is Hella and Ultron, you're fine. Is that is that okay with you? Yeah, let's change it then. Yeah, that's my guards or whatever, yeah. and then my front court would be Spider Man because he gave up a world where and Dia knew who he was and loved him. Yeah. Um. The rest of you could have burned. Uh. So <laughs> yeah. That, all right, let me switch up my thing on my sheet. But yeah, that works for me. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it, yeah, it's the way we tried to do it is that uh, if you if your if your name is in the title of a movie, you you can't be a backcourt. Um, is I think like the one rule that we had kind of set in stone just it, because we so wanted it's it to by be. billing. It's by billing, not like power level or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. The, I I think it, at least for me, I know AC doesn't feel strongly about this. I personally, when we're talking about the movies. Power level, take that to the playground. We're talking about who's a better character. I want to know who's like the big in the has screen time is kind of the way that I like. And, and, to yeah, and character analysis, that. development, such and such is kind of yeah. the the, the yeah. kind of like what I was thinking of in terms of bringing this to the okay. forefront. Oh, but hey, we made it work. That's what matters, uh, and it we made it work for the spreadsheet. Uh, AC, you go next because that makes my spreadsheet filling in easier. Oh, okay, cool. All <laughs> right, so in the backcourt. I got Zemo. I got Zemo mainly because that man barely had to lift a finger to have the Avengers break up. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he came back in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and basically got Bucky and Sam to release him from prison. And then we saw his wealth because he is a baron. And we seen everything. Yeah. And then, of course, we got the 
the iconic club dancing scene. We we have all that too. And Zemo was just an incredible character who even in limited screen time was just like, just, just incredible. It's like, it's almost like if you want to say Kawhi Leonard, as great as he's been with some, and he's had some injury issues in the past or whatever, or just not been able to get out on the court, you want to talk about efficiency. Zemo is that guy. Mm-hmm. Now my other backcourt uh, member of this third team is James Buchanan Barnes, Bucky. Bucky came through in not only Captain America First Avenger, but the his performance in The Winter Soldier. Uh, he was beating the hell out of people. Uh, his mm-hmm. fights with Cap were iconic fights. And mm-hmm. just overall, as we've seen his character develop um, throughout the MCU, even into Falcon and the Winter Soldier and and the way that he was kind of moving there, making Sam look a little questionable in a lot of ways, the way that he was moving. But yeah, so I got Bucky Barnes on the backcourt. Now to the frontcourt. Frontcourt, the first member, and I have to admit, I might have put in him, putting him a little bit higher. I was thinking about it, but for right now, he'll be right here. One Rocket Raccoon. Uh, I think Rocket is an incredible character. I think we've seen his development throughout not only the Guardians of the Galaxy films, but everything that we've seen as he's crossed over in the MCU. He's been tremendous. Now, this was before I happened to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm not using any of that analysis for for this specific thing, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that strengthened my case a whole bunch. And Uh, it is worth noting that he is one of those characters that can go either way, just for anyone listening, following along. Yes, yes. And then uh, and then another character that I have in my in my front court is Loki. Loki is somebody who, if we think about a villain in the MCU who established themselves immediately as a force. Then we got to a point where people got a little bit tired of him. A little bit tired of him. Comes back in Ragnarok, kind of reinvents himself. We actually felt bad when Thanos snapped his neck in Infinity War. And then what was even more surprising, a show that most people didn't even really want or care for in Loki, he delivers an incredible performance in that. And on a character development level, just something that you really love who would have known that we would have would have had such an affinity for somebody falling in love with another version of himself it's just like really incredible stuff for loki Mm -hmm. and finally 13 ant-man ant-man frontcourt player like ant-man i gotta go with him hashtag wash agenda hashtag wash dad he's out here in these streets uh Mm -hmm. with cassie and he got his whole team and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely Ant-Man. Ant-Man, remember, without Ant-Man, the Avengers never solved the whole time travel situation. He's the one who gives them the idea. And, yeah, I got Scott Lang, Ant-Man, and that's my third team. All righty. My third team, starting with the guards, we got two, I think, just iconic characters. We got Valkyrie, one of the best, one of the highest functioning alcoholics in the MCU. Um, got to <laughs> give it up. Um, and of course we have number th- this other one we got Agatha Harkness I feel like people forget that Agatha all along was a charting song yep. it, she's huge she's making moves out here um, 
and I, you know, I wanted to give her a shout out because she's a great side character. Um, shouts to Catherine Hahn. And on for the forwards, we got Bruce Banner, who like I feel like I would like for him to be higher up on mine, but I feel like because we've never really had the solo Hulk movie, he's been in a lot of it, so he is a forward for me. But like I feel like there's still some more. He he could move up in future seasons if we're gonna continue the basketball metaphor. Um, also on thirteen, this is just for me. I put his cousin on there, Jennifer Walters. You know how I feel about She Hulk. Love the show. <laughs> I couldn't resist because the thing is, this is an aggregation. So, like, I can have the weird picks go on third team. First and second team, I tried to be more reasonable. And then the thir- uh, also on my third team, like UAC, but Scott Lang, he's just a good time, you know? Yep. I love uh, – he seems like a good guy. He's a good dad. Um, and so I want to reward that. The, you, not everyone needs to be, you know, the most powerful, the hardest puncher. Just being a good guy, being fun to be around, mm-hmm. that's worth a lot in my book. So uh, let me lo- lo- let me ask yeah, this. Go ahead, Rod. She Hulk can be yes uh, in the yeah because she had her own show. She, yeah, she, she can. She, she, she could be either. She was a self titled. It's her yeah. own thing. She could be probably be either, but yeah, because um, I have her as a guard later. And it I, allows that's fine. yeah, that's, that, fine. That, that's fine. It allows that's fine. her. To, it allows her like that's any fine. of the Disney Plus folks, like for instance, Miss Marvel. It's just another okay. example of that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I personally am kind because of the way I am. I'm very strict. Like if it was an either or, I always put them in like the stricter one. So mm-hmm. like if someone was in a title, I always put them as forward. And if someone is not in the title, I almost always put them as a guard. Um, but I think that AC and I, that's where we balance each other out. Because AC was telling a bunch of people, they can go either. And I'm thinking to myself, like, no, they need to be guarded. I don't know what AC's talking about. <laughs> it's AC's idea, so I'll let him rule on this. But he's crazy if he didn't make <laughs> There's a couple on here where I'm just like, this is ridiculous. They, they, well, my, I, they my, have way too much food time. <laughs> well, here's my thing about this. I feel like if we want to go with who we feel is the best, this yeah. is the, the best 15. Yes. I want to at least give people a little wiggle that, room. That is true. The problem will be, and it's actually not going to matter that much just based on the math. Right. The problem that can, can happen is if you have someone who gets like the 10th most votes for forward and the 7th most votes for backward and they get True. on neither. True, if you combined them, they would have. Like that is why, uh, I mean, frankly, the whole thing is that this was just. Well, I mean, this is. It's I impossible mean, to do crowdsourced. Well, this is the funny <laughs> part about it. It's just like the NBA with sometimes yeah. the all NBA team where you have, so if, for instance, first team center, Jokic or Embiid, you got to pick one. They both yeah. have had MVP level seasons. Yeah. You got to do something with that. Is Luka Doncic yeah. a guard or a forward? I, I don't mm. really know. Yes. Like, what, what yes. is he exactly? So, like, it's yeah. basically kind of fits yes. into that whole theme. And I did, I just want to let everyone know, I I researched the actual voting bylaws for All-NBA, and that's what I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's I'm doing the same mathematical thing. And the way that it works, if, for example, if Luca is both gets enough votes for one of the teams for guard and forward, the way it works is the one you get more votes for is what you get, and then the, the, so you can't be on both. So that's how I'm doing it. There's one character in particular that is going to make it to both, almost certainly, and uh, he or she will be on what depending on how you guys vote is going to decide what they're if they're a front quarter backward but anyway let's go to the second team yes really hard because in the nba for the most part like it doesn't matter you're like we're not like in this case we're actually going are you the mvp of your 
team as well. Like if your show and yeah. then we're making allowances at the guard position for people who aren't necessarily the, you know, the big name yet, you know, whereas yeah. NBA is just all like, you know, uh, quote unquote merit, you know? Yes. 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 Yeah. It's, it is a, this is a very fun idea. And I'm glad that we did it. But <laughs> me almost immediately, there was just like, it was confusion. We, we may make a few tweaks as we, we, made it, we, we made it work. It certainly is not the, and I say this because I have had the worst five or 10 ideas. It's certainly far from the worst idea we've ever had. It was a pretty good one overall. <laughs> I definitely, I've had some bad ones. I should not have taken the edible before we did this. No. No, 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 no. no. Very no, confusing. No, that's de- definitely not in terms of substances that have been taken before doing the show. That's not the worst. <laughs> well, although I think I think we'll when a certain see. person did a mushroom was on a Patreon episode, but no. that's not here or there. Well, we'll we'll see the fifth time you have to explain to me what a guard is, and we'll see how you feel. Then. I I have a lot of patience. I I have to deal with AC's tech problems. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he's already got one one kind of semi old dude on here. So you know, we yeah, but like Rod, I I you you're not familiar. AC has a big thing he pushes called the washed agenda, Mm -hmm. which is about all the time feeling washed. And I feel like I feel like you feel some of the washed agenda where your knees hurt a little bit. All day, hot knees, bad back. Like I get it. Oh man. yeah, see you. you see, this, you know? this, see Rod. You ever wake up injured? You ever do that? Yeah. Oh shoot, I was thinking about it just the other day. Oh my Come goodness on. gracious! Hey, see what? Which which one of your vertebrae is? Which disc is it? That's uh out of place. I, you know, I can't remember. I had um yeah, I had a herniated disc like I want to say four or five years ago. And let me tell you, when it rains, you feel it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. yes it's kind of it's kind of crazy out here so yeah mm-hmm. I, i've been kind of pushing this rod for a while now and i feel like people are starting to get around to this a little bit it's about time trying man. To understand I, yeah, it's about time man somebody got to do it somebody mm-hmm. needs to rep for the wash people out here uh, mm-hmm. exactly exactly i feel you see, you how do you feel about the uh, late playoff game tonight uh yeah that that whole thing see do you see <laughs> Oh, I, I love that you created a little tangent for me. Did you see what the NBA did? Putting NBA Finals games all at 8 o'clock and 8.30. You know why? Because none of us are trying to stay up late with the with uh, not us watching the TV, but the TV watching us at 11.30 at night. I mean, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. AC, you've, you've woken up to more episodes of Bones. <laughs> Bones? Charmed even uh, back in the day? Like, um... What's that? What's that show? Uh, shoot, them, them two, well, Franklin and Bass at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this. But there's been a lot of them things on TNT that I that I've, I've been watching, trying to attempt to watch the late game. I actually stayed up and watched the late game last See, night. Shout out to me. I, I apologize for derailing. I just knew that he he's <laughs> Rod. He's been gone for like a month and a half, two months. I knew he had some stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You had, had to get the, these takes off, but but Rod, yes, yes, give us. Your second team. All right, guys. Now that I know the rules, uh, mm-hmm. I still had wrote these lists before I knew the rules. So we're going to try to figure That's it fine. out. That's fine. All right. We'll figure it out. So yeah. at guard, I got uh, Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, if you're nasty. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, one of the most impressive shows. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of great character development. Upcoming, going to be in the Marvels. Can't wait to get more of that universe, those characters. I, I really... Love the show, and uh, as a character, uh, she was like a breath of fresh air. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's not that when you've been doing anything for a decade, right? 
you mm-hmm. need to bring it's like seeing Lamelo ball come into the league and you're mm-hmm. like oh cool and then we got mm-hmm. a little young young up and coming person so very uh, very impressed with her this is why i said i had she hulk at guard because uh that works. That's yeah that works. and i think the thing i like the most about her is just as a show and a concept the fact that they break the fourth wall mm-hmm. like the marvel kind of needed some silliness man like yeah. I know they got Deadpool coming in or whatever, and I'm sure they'll figure something out now that they own everything. But I don't know, man. Like She Hulk kind of did it in the way that I wanted Daredevil. I mean, that I wanted mm-hmm. Deadpool to do it. Like to be yeah. honest, um, and oh, the finale was just to me. It was uh, Chef's kids. <laughs> Chef's kids. Like nobody saw that coming, and just like the no. Captain Feige robot with the hat. Like it was. Mm-hmm. I love that show, and <laughs> I can't wait to get more. Um, yeah, and of course, Jen is also like just mm-hmm. like sexually, uh, un like mm-hmm. uh, uninhibited. She's yeah, like it's like a kind of a grown up ish show in a way oh, that yeah, she's a amazing. Of, yeah, yeah, a lot of MCU characters are it's like they're hot but not sexy, you know, they don't have sex. Yeah. We're all yeah. amazing, we don't, we don't, yeah. So that was uh, cool. Rod. An important part of our show's lore is that, uh, inadvertently, I ended up getting quote in the Wall Street Journal about MCU characters not having sex. So it's a thing that I'm very passionate about. It was originally a conversation about indie directors taking on Marvel movies. And then the writer clearly wanted to write about sex in Marvel movies. And I gave quotes. And honestly, I'm not that embarrassed about it because it's true. They're the hottest people alive. They have a lot of chemistry. Why are they not having sex? And it's you know crazy. what She-Hulk said to that? You're damn right they're going to have sex. You're going to have sex a ton in this show. Yeah. She smashed Daredevil. And we were all like, I get it, sis. Do your thing. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, for, uh Black Panther, and I kind of cheated mm-hmm. on this because I say both of them. I feel like it's the mantle of the Black Panther. Is like, is that like? Is I'm that- going to put down T'Challa because mathematically, since Shuri and T'Challa are both already on the board, mathematically it's not going to work. And I will say that Shuri is kind of out of reach of making one of the teams. So just for math purposes, I'll put okay. down all right. Well, I, just for I'll- math purposes, yeah, because I feel like obviously the movies to me are great, but. Both of them lead a nation of advanced tech and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think yes. we invited a discussion about race into the MCU that was well mm-hmm. done. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it comes to like talking about the international, the diaspora, like mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Coogler and them, like hats off, you know, like the last movie, they're like introducing Haiti and, the, and, and you're just like, oh, y'all read some books. This wasn't just some half-ass, like, let's give them some cool lines and, 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 and uh some nice outfits like i i really enjoyed the character develop and then just as characters like yeah before even before the stuff with chadwick in real life passing that was a movie that made me cry because it was mm-hmm. so well done and the characters were so well written and t'challa uh t'challa and even with the villain of killmonger like that relationship and the way it's resolved and the way that he uh t'challa's character grows from community and listening to people as opposed to Killmonger. It was really well done. Um, then I have Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk started off very emotionally unstable, but he got his head on straight. Like he mm-hmm. dude that we watched grow up low key. Like we watch like now he's like a scientist guy. He's like smart as the Hulk. He he also helped invent time travel. Um you know, and and like the way they kind of like nerfed him in this in that uh, end game where you where you're thinking to yourself like, 
oh wait man like hulk can't fight what is he even gonna do <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he having trouble turning into hulk and then when he did his arm was still in the sling i'm like this yeah. man is useless in this movie but no nah, he really wasn't and he came through big time and then the last one for uh my uh for my you know my big my bigs um mm-hmm. and i and y'all have to let me know if, if this counts but captain marvel Oh, it? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's what yeah. she got Carol her own Yeah. Uh, add the, the woman that Mariano famously calls Captain Bree. Yes. <laughs> Salute to Captain Bree. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, pure powerhouse. Uh, isn't always available to play. She's kind of like Kawhi Leonard in that way, where like, DMP rest. Yeah, yeah. DMP out in space, you know, but she comes back from Space Patrol. Like, I. I still vividly remember the fit that she gave Thanos when she arrived. It was mm-hmm. a real like, uh oh moment. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, and also like as a character, this is a big thing for me. She was introduced so late, even though she's technically kind of the you know like the second Avenger. You know, Captain America being first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was introduced so late. But Brie Larson had to figure out a way, and the writers and the and the, and the directors had to figure out a way to make her funny without sounding like all those other people and she yeah. her movie and her delivery has a cadence to it that is unlike any other character in the yes. mcu and i think if you don't appreciate the writing of it you don't understand how damn difficult that is because mm-hmm. every marvel person just about is funny witty right. all this stuff and she got to found a way to do it with the deadpan and the offbeat delivery and i i love it I, I will say this. I feel like Captain Marvel, the movie, gets a lot of short shrift in mm-hmm. a lot of MCU discussions. It's actually, and I won't even say necessarily hated on, but I feel like it, well, there's a, there's almost like a negative connotation to it when it's discussed. Yes. And I never felt that way at all every time I've seen it, because I've seen it about four or five times myself. And every time I've just been entertained, I love the the interplay between her and Fury and obviously the relationships that she has with uh, Maria Rambeau and all that stuff, which now is going to play into something with Monica going forward. But yeah, I I enjoy Brie Larson. I enjoyed that movie and I've enjoyed her appearances in the MCU so far. And I just would like to see more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like it, the animosity towards her was it felt orchestrated it didn't feel organic like people actually went to the movie and got mad it felt like no people wanted content and they wanted to go viral and so they pretended to be mad on youtube to get that Mm -hmm. so i i think that that's probably part of it but i I guess i'm someone who's like very cynical about angry white guys were like i'm always the last person to say that it's manufactured because i'm like i know what we can are capable of i don't ever want to like i actually just think white guys are capable of getting that angry about it actually in earnest i think that a lot of it was was i think that there is a thing in a certain type of angry white guy's brain that the more attractive they find a woman, the angrier they get when she says something that they disagree with. And I think the fact that they clearly find Brielers incredibly attractive, they want her to just be like their wife slash mother because that's what this is all about. And the fact that she has a mind of her own and is like, hey, I don't like the fact that all of the critics are white guys, that was the biggest sin anyone could have ever committed. And that made that meant that Captain Marvel was an anti-men feminist, yada, yada, yada. And so I think that like, 
I, I think it's basically the exact same. It's the overlap between them and the people who are like, The Last Jedi is horrible because Rey's a Mary Sue. Like, it's all the same people. And they're all just mad about their moms and how they don't, you know, have and a girlfriend. What I, what I mean by, just to clarify, what I mean by manufactured is more like, I don't even know that they needed to even see the movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think oh, it's sure. like, I watched this movie, right. and I got so upset. I was just like, they were just yeah, mad about sure. other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, like they was going in it regardless, gonna be that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out right. to Brie Larson, though. Yeah, shout, shout out to Brie Larson. One though. of the most, ba- in terms of celebrities, one of the most basic posters. Truly, she posts like a random girl I went to high school with, and I respect it. <laughs> Just like posting his random food shit. Like, food could be fun. It's like, you go, Brie, you have an Oscar, and you have the most basic social media in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so I, so I guess I'm next here with second mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. So second team, we're going back for first. Mm-hmm. Just like Rod, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, Legend. Mm-hmm. What can you say? The chemistry and just the charisma of mm-hmm. of Aman Vellani. My goodness gracious. Just incredible. Like, I, I think Jake talked about it when we were covering Miss Marvel, that there was a RDJ level of energy coming off of her and i feel like she's gonna carry this in a lot of ways going forward and you saw it exhibited where while miss marvel yes i like the show and i thought it was a good show that actually attacked some very interesting cultural issues that show didn't have any right being that good as it was and the reason that it was is because your titular character was awesome and that's what that's what she was so I can't be any more excited. You see her in the in the in the Marvels trailer, and just her with with Goose is just that just that interaction on its own just got me excited for what we're gonna see with her uh, going forward. But yeah, I got her. Also in the backcourt, Yelena Belova. Listen, mm-hmm. pew 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 pew. She is in the house. She's getting it done. How can you have one of the better introductions in the MCU than what she did in Black Widow? The pose, all of the one-liners, everything that she did there, and you were just so excited to see her and see what she did in that movie that she came back in Hawkeye and just made you love her even more with the Kate Bishop friendship and all of that stuff. Go ahead. Now, AC, because I I don't know how much you've been aware of what's going on social media these days. I mean, because you've been away. But did you see that she, in an interview, said that... um, the scene originally did not require her to eat mac and cheese. And she just, she asked if they could. And that when they were doing, they were like doing the blocking. She's like, is this real Sriracha? Is there as a prop? It's like, it's real Sriracha. And so she poured it on and she was like, she thinks that she probably ate like six boxes of mac and cheese because the way that <laughs> yo she's a goat for that in she's in a real goat in, in for that the thing is, you know, and Rod probably knows because he's had some experience in Philadelphia yeah. production. If, Someone is eating in a scene; they're spitting it out almost immediately. But apparently, no. She just straight up ate mac and cheese. All day. That first of all, that is insane that she just was able to make that call on the fly. Because you yeah. know, a lot of directors would have been like, "No, like that's a whole bunch of different ways we got to film that continuity mm-hmm. errors." Like you know, I think I think it probably was like in like the pre-production. I don't think it was literally the yeah. day, but yeah, Uh-oh. it was her. It was her call. But still, like that—that's like that's a lot of work, is what I'm yeah. saying. And like, not just her eating it, but like they got to go back and be like, "Now, how much was on the fork?" Okay, all right, now put you put the fork down. You got to say that line again. Like 
yeah that's yeah. and also like that scene is just so iconic and fun that oh yeah. knowing that little bit of trivia behind it just makes it all all better I mean, just a, yeah, the just pod knows how I feel about Florence Pugh. I had to use the goat. I, I yeah, she, man. She, yeah, oh. listen, that, that story just adds another notch on the belt. She's yeah. tremendous. More Yelena, more Yelena. More Yelena will get her in Thunderbolts. But yes, more Yelena. And all right, so we go to the front court now. Now, this mm-hmm. is where I had a little bit of a difficult time between mm-hmm. first and second team because it was very hard to differentiate certain characters and get to the point where. I was like, all right, these are the people that I'm going to go with second as opposed Mm -hmm. to first. All right, so I'll start with T'Challa's Black Panther. I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of the reasons that Rod stated, I think the T'Challa character is one that... I think the way Chadwick played him, so understated, yet so giving at the same time. It, I think about that movie, and yeah, Rod, it, it gets me emotional too. Uh, yeah. thinking about the, that whole entire time and I think the tribute that was paid in Wakanda Forever was was great to that and that character and what we were able to see from from him in it and just the the movie in it the movie itself the original Black Panther and I think what it meant to not only me but a lot of folks like you and me Rod who just kind of been waiting for that to be a thing I just remember as a youngin, the the big book of big red book of Marvel Comics that my mom gave me, and one of the issues in it was Black Panther being introduced with the Fantastic Four, and yeah. him outsmarting them all, and seeing how cool this person was, and then to see it brought to the live screen and in live action, and being this person who was this incredible in that role, it was about as perfect as you could get. So, I. Uh, I mean, and, I'll be honest with you. Even, yeah, go ahead, Rod. Piggyback for a second. Um, yeah. Not to get off track, but also is the way they introduced him because he got introduced in Civil War. Correct. Which yeah. Was, which was, they were able to like give him a character arc even in that movie. And then when you get Black Panther, he's like a fully formed kind of concept and character yeah. in a way that, you know, Marvel's just really been good at introducing characters, but. It, it wasn't the same because they didn't have the rights to Fantastic Four, but it gave you the same vibes of like, here's this brother coming in and he's not with whatever y'all are trying to do. And he's smarter than y'all. He's faster and stronger than y'all. And he's pissed off. What is y'all are have y'all are about to have a problem on your hands. <laughs> it is funny. And like re- in retrospect, when you think about his story and the avenging of his dad turns into this. I don't want to have that same bloodlust for revenge, which becomes a parallel later with Shuri in Wakanda Forever with Namor, which and I think is just when Killmonger, you think about it, it's beautiful. And a parallel with Killmonger, whose father was killed. Yeah. So, right. like, you know, like this is a beautiful thing about MCU villains. All villains are basically like the good guy if one thing went different. You know, <laughs> like, yep. every, like every, it's like Ultron is vision. But he went on the internet for five minutes and was like, these people are trash, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. saw the comments under a Brie Larson video. <laughs> <laughs> these people don't deserve to live. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, salute to Black Panther. And, uh, it, you know, T'Challa lives on, uh, mm-hmm. as as we see in Wakanda forever. But, you know, other front court members, uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, I debated first team, but then I was like, eh, just a little bit of a cut below. 
just mm. a little bit of a cut below. It's almost like uh no, I'm not I'm not gonna be too disrespectful and say it was a Julius Randle type of all NBA thing. But it was more of like uh and it's no disrespect to Julius, but it's just like there's levels to this. There's no way to and- say no disrespect and then not be disrespectful. So yeah. <laughs> as per usual. As yeah, per feel, usual, feel whenever that phrase is said. <laughs> with all due respect. I said with all due respect, sir. Yeah, but then you said something disrespectful. <laughs> but uh yeah, Doctor Strange, um he had one of the more creative ways of defeating a villain in the history of the MCU by just annoying him to death, mm-hmm. basically with Dormammu yeah. in the original Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. And kind of the stuff that we saw with him versus Thanos, he felt like he held his own there. And even in Multiverse of Madness, I think what was interesting about his story arc as opposed to... I think a lot of people didn't feel like Doctor Strange had like a real story arc that w- that was median per se. But I think it goes to show that movie did go to show that that dude essentially is always going to do what he thinks is best, whether it's to the detriment or whether it's for the better. And I find that interesting nonetheless, because, you know, usually you have these straight line heroes who are just going to do the right thing and you don't give them the layers and the kind of the coloring that you need to kind of color outside the lines. The Doctor Strange is a color outside the lines type of guy. So I like I actually like the Multiverse of Madness arc for him in that I got him as my other one and my final front court member is Tony Stark's Iron Man. I don't have him in my first team. I, I, I don't this was after a lot of de- a lot of deliberation on this and unfortunately I just got to come back to one thing that did not uh, have him in the first team is that godforsaken mess called Iron Man 3. Which uh, I'd still, anytime I get a chance to to say something about Iron Man three and that movie annoying the hell out of me with that damn Mandarin situation, I'ma say it. So Tony Stark, I'm sorry, brother. You saved the universe and you had the I am Iron Man thing. You closed the loop on your story. Nonetheless, you got to be second team. You can't be first team. Okay, I, I just have to say here, we're getting controversial. We're getting controversial, guys. I don't know if you. Live- <laughs> Whoever's listening to this, I, it's, it's on now. It's like, mm-hmm. one, I controversial. I don't even have Doctor Strange on my list. That's how much I dislike. Um, I don't dislike him, but he's not on my list either. There's only yeah, 15 characters. I, I'm, I'm not, it's not a dislike as far as like the movies and stuff. I, I actually love his movies. But as far as like, he feels kind of like Dylan Brooks to me in that. Oh, he, shit. What? He says stuff like, I don't respect Thanos unless he dropped 40. And then the other do all the work. Like, who the who the main people doing all the dying and fighting? It's not you, fam. And then, and then like his movies are him cleaning up his own mess. And a lot of like a lot of his stuff is like, I messed this up. Whoops, you know, so. Guys, I'm getting your report from Shams, who's saying that uh, Nick Fury is saying that Stephen Strange is not allowed to return to the Avengers under any circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first controversial one. And then um, what was your your other? uh, Iron Man 3, possibly. Iron Man 3. And I think me and Jake may even agree on this, but I can't remember. Oh, no, you probably do. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. It's a good movie. It's, I'm sorry. I mean, this is the longest bit. 
Rod, this this disagreement has been going on since 2018 when we started the pod. I personally think that it's an interesting deconstruction of the Iron Man persona because it's about a guy without the things that make him special. And I think that that's interesting. And I think that the Mandarin is a good exploration of what we fear as people. Is it actually what we should be afraid of? But of course, AC doesn't like it because they've ruined a character he likes. Yeah, and AC, I think, wasn't here the last time I was here. And I think me and Jake may even vibed on this during one of the marathon situations. Mm-hmm. And I think he told me then, like, oh, man, AC hate this movie. Yeah. So it's finally come full circle if you're just following yeah. this podcast. Uh, yeah. narrative. It was fine but until it wasn't. Is what I, I love mm-hmm. that movie. It's a Christmas it movie. It breaks down the PTSD of all these people mm-hmm. that go through this stuff. It explains mm-hmm. why Tony Stark thinks putting armor around the world is the only way to protect everything. And it gives him something to kind of like make up for because he's reckoning with like his own like it's his biggest nightmare like his technology being used by these like military people and stuff. Oh god, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think the thing is, and I don't want to speak for AC, but since I've had this conversation seventeen yeah. times, I think I can sum it up. Yeah. I, it's just I think the fact that the Mandarin is not actually the Mandarin is something that AC is just not going to accept. AC, I feel like that's I feel like you really don't have problems with most of the rest of the movie. I think it's just that. I mean, I, I just feel like just don't do that is what mm. I would say. It's just don't do that. Like, I, I know people laughed at the joke and thought it was funny. It's just like you do, you have the extremist storyline and extremist storyline for anybody, comic book reader who, who, who either has read it or knows. It's like a really good Tony Stark story. And just throwing that in there. Just did. Uh, just, I, mean, uh, I, I think also because Shang-Chi kind of, quote unquote, corrects that. And, I and do. Make, I did. I did say that and, it did make me feel a little bit better about it. Yeah, it, and I also I think that th- that is a decision that they obviously would not make now because of the way that people care so much about the lore. Mm-hmm. And I, as even though I have no problems with the way that they care deeply about the lore, because I care about lore a lot. Sorry, I am interested in lore. I don't actually care about it. If that makes sense, <laughs> but the. I like that there was a time where they were giving the creators of these movies enough freedom to do that. Because now they'd be like, you can't do that. The comic book creators are going to lose their minds. Also, anyway, we whether they did it on purpose or not, the scary brown people being demagogued are not the real bad guys. It's these white capital capitalists is magnifique. Like, I don't know if they stumbled into it or if it just... But that message, I was like, brother, I see you. I see whoever wrote this. John Favreau, do your thing, brother. It was actually Shane Black, even a, an even whiter guy than John Favreau. <laughs> Shane Black, do your thing, brother. We appreciate you. Yeah. The, yeah. It, you, got, you have to wonder, what's whiter, Shane Black or all the things he put up his nose in the 80s? Whoa. But, um, whoa. 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 Oh, dude, okay. Shane Black having a cocaine problem? Like, that is like that is like a matter of public record. No like. <laughs> no, the man wrote so. the man wrote like all the Lethal Weapon movies. He wrote like the Last Boy Scout. He wrote some coked out movies, man. What do you want to say? <laughs> he was in Predator, and even though he wasn't an actor, I mean, come on. Holy shit! I love Shane Black, man. <laughs> um, he literally he left Hollywood for like ten years because he was just like too doing too much coke. Um. Anyway, that's my, my second, second team. team. <laughs> my second team. Um, I actually share one on the second team. Uh, so I'll start with the guards. Yelena Belova. Um, she hasn't been in enough to really make me have her higher. Um, but she was really close to my first team. Like I said, love, you know, Flossie Pew. Um, am excited to see her more like doing some more. Uh also on the second team. Wong. 
ultimate glue guy. You know, like, Wong is a guy, he's not putting up a lot of points, but then, like, if he gets traded in the offseason and they start winning a lot less games, it's like, why are they? It's like, oh, because Wong's not in the locker room anymore. You know what I mean? Like, he's... Wong is Josh Hart for the Knicks. Exactly. And a hustle guy, and he's he's always there. He's got good... I just feel like every little detail we learn about Wong is better. Like, he's... and, And I feel like Benedict Wong, appropriately named, just relishes all of the stuff he gets to do as Wong. Um, and yeah, like I will have no problem if Wong shows up in every single MCU property until the end of time, no complaints from me. Like, I just love the idea that he just portals in, Oh, is something going on? Portal out. You know what I mean? Like, love it. Um, he kind of of feels like, um, Udonis has on to me. Yeah. This veteran Mm -hmm. presence that, you know, Mm -hmm. doesn't even really need to get in the game often, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I also love his prescient, like knowing when to leave. Like that's a yeah. Big thing to me. <laughs> Hashtag Avengers culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is kind People of know this. <laughs> People will know this either that Wong Wong was also raised in the Liberty City neighborhood of Miami. No, um, <laughs> uh, my my front court for my second team. I got Tony Stark also on there. I feel like I'm not as big of a fan of. The character of Iron Man, as some people are. I mean, I love the performance of it and the fun parts of it. I think that as once we get past the original Iron Man trilogy, I kind of lose some interest because he kind of just becomes. Oh, it feels like Robert Downey Jr. is a little bit just on autopilot, which is not his autopilot's better than most people's driving. Um, but that's why he's on second team. Also, Steve Rogers. Um, you know, he's a solid guy. I think that he. I've said before that I think the fact that. The fact that Steve Rogers works in the MCU is one of its biggest triumphs because nothing about our postmodern cynical culture of the 21st century should allow a character as sincere as Steve Rogers to work. And I think that's why Chris Evans, even though he's made a bunch of shitty movies in the past few years, all of which I've seen basically, um, that he's a great actor and I will stand by that because there's, it should be so corny. Like, it really should be so corny, and the fact it works is really a testament to him. And then also, in my front court, is one of the people, the person I say who is probably, like, most on both teams, uh, Miss Wanda Maximoff. Hey. I mean, just throwing throwing up threes from half court, making them all, uh, WandaVision classic, but she also has great stuff in the movies, just giving, she was giving Thanos, we're talking about Carol giving Thanos that work, Wanda was giving Thanos that work. The bit where she uses, like, the the spinning wheel to chop all those people's heads off and Wakanda. I mean, she's had a lot of great moments and you know, like whoever said to Elizabeth Olsen, like, Hey, do you m- mind gradually not having as much of an accent? They deserve a producer credit on every MCU movie. Cause mm-hmm. that's just a great decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to see her going forward. Must, you know, uh, it must've been Scar Joe's people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And so, yeah, that's my second team. All right. Now, this is where the good good teams, great teams. Like, this is where champions yes. are made. The best of the Rod. Best. All right. What are your guards for your first team? Oh, my God, guys. I really hope I didn't mess this up. But we're going to You didn't. It you know what? The fact you're here means you didn't mess up anything. Yeah, pretty much. All right. I got some substitutions just in case my people are in the wrong category. Got it. Okay? But the first one at guard, I have Nick Fury. Can he be a oh. guard? Absolutely, Easy. yeah. Easy. He's oh, never yeah. a main character in anything. I mean, secret invasion now, but yeah. Cool. All right. So he leads the league in assists. You know. Oh, for sure. Put always Uh, looking ahead. You know, always mm -hmm. got the strategy. 
um, mm-hmm. just and scrappy as hell. Can't I mean, how mm-hmm. many times have we seen this man supposed to be dead, and he just mm-hmm. pops up with like an eye patch and a wig and keeps it going? Mm-hmm. Like that's my mm-hmm. man. Um, now this next one, once again, I have the wasp. Now she's okay. in multiple movies, but I feel like people count. No, she counts. She counts. She counts. Okay, she's uh, she's good, and she's the real MVP of the franchise. She did the training. She got the suit. Like she like. While she may not be at the top billing character, like she definitely the one that, if, like, if I'm stuck in a problem, I'm actually calling her. I'm not calling. Oh, for sure. Like, well, they got some hostages. I'm good. Let me, you she know. know what so doing. I love her. Um, and uh, also, like, as a character arc, like her kind of learning to like her her stuff is pretty deep. Like her family issues. That that's really what the third one is about. You know, like the um the 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 stuff with uh her dad uh and, and, and her mom and her mom issues is really what that like the yeah. conceit of the movie is. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh big people, my bigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First team. This is mm-hmm. Thanos. Okay. Biggest villain in the league. Took 20 movies to take him down. 20 movies. Mm-hmm. Um this man, look, <laughs> this man was going to genocide all of his existence from like a Zoom call. Like he didn't, <laughs> he didn't even plan to do this himself until like the Avengers movie. He was like, oh, damn. All right, give me my glove. Like, <laughs> I still. He had, to make, he had to make an in office call. He had, to, yeah. he had to show up to the office to work. He was mad. He had to go into work on killing half the universe. <laughs> so crazy I thought about that the other day and then the other thing too is like I know Josh Brolin played him as a character but I've always coded Thanos as black and I felt <laughs> I felt I felt validated because um, <laughs> at the end of Infinity War when this yeah. man sits down with his grits and seasons them grits. <laughs> I said hold up player that's a brother that's and so I, I love Thanos. <laughs> we're never, we're never gonna get a villain as good as Thanos again. It's impossible. Oh, um, then I have this is where I have Scarlet Witch. Um, okay. Yeah. I just love her. like one as a character. She kind of was almost like a afterthought in um, the uh, Age of Ultron movie. Mm-hmm. Where they have taken this character and where Elizabeth Olsen is gone with like mm-hmm. acting, I feel like she's been five different scarlet witches on the screen you know yeah. like she's like and her her show was a tour de force in acting but then mm-hmm. like the one for me and i i know it's a controversial movie but as as acf pointed out earlier i love that um that multiverse movie i love it i because it's to me you're, like her good company here yeah you right here with yeah, yeah. yeah you're on board. it's low-key like her movie and like mm-hmm. the thing I had noticed in Endgame was she almost beat Thanos by herself when she just well she was just she was so mad about Vision she almost beat this man up by mm-hmm. herself. And when that mm-hmm. happened, I said, "Man, you know what? Now I think about it, is Wanda the most powerful Avenger?" Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it felt like Multiverse of Madness was saying, "Yeah." She is <laughs> like she did uh, the pop goes the weasel on poor Reed Richards, man. Dog, she killed that whole like council of people so easily. 
And oh my god, it was like a horror movie. Oh, anyway, all right, yeah. Uh, and then the last one for me, and maybe it's an emotional thing, but it is Tony Stark. You know? Yeah. Oh no! Uh, spoiler alert: He got a lot of votes. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he just he Tony's like how people are with LeBron now, where I think. Mm -hmm. It's almost like more popular to try to give you a take that's not saying he's great, you know, like mm -hmm. that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he's 38, he's still in the league. I'm like, I, my understanding, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the most, imp he should be washed agenda at this point, and he's not. That's mm -hmm. admirable. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, Tony um, didn't always make the right decisions, but I love that his arc was taking responsibility because low key, mm -hmm. Tony kind of was the one that, that, like fucked around and found out for the rest of the galaxy <laughs> like they brought earth to the attention of like these intergalactic powers that decided like um i'm trying to snap the whole existence so yeah i, I love tony stark um another character that made me cry um and not just in um in the you know i'm iron man but i remember in civil war when he said i thought we were friends and i was like oh mm -hmm. that's that felt something in here. I don't like. I know these are people in costumes, but damn, uh, it felt like they really were supposed to be friends. And then the other is, uh, you know, Iron Man three, like the the PTSD and stuff. I just think that was mm -hmm. like it, mm -hmm. it's almost like a, the antithesis of a superhero movie, which is why I can see why it's polarizing for a lot of people. But if you would have told me I was gonna love a movie, and I hated it the first time I saw it. If you would have told me I was gonna love a movie about a dude that barely put on the fucking like mm. like they de de deconstructed the hero to a point of saying like his suit is not even yeah. what makes him good. Like that's not what makes him special. And I was like, wow, that I, I respect it so much in hindsight. So that's my first team, Al. Love okay, it. okay. Love, 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 love the picks there. All right. So my first team is as follows. We go in the backcourt first. I got to have my man Wong in there. I think Jake spoke yeah. to it earlier. Um, connective tissue, even more so now than before. Mm -hmm. You see him in a lot more MCU properties, doing his thing. Doesn't have to do a lot, but you can tell his presence is always felt. And that's mm -hmm. how I have felt about him uh, going through from the beginning. I thought the performance of She-Hulk was incredible. And uh, I want to see if, if that rumored uh, Doctor Strange school series with Wong being at the head of it as a thing, please do it because I need mm -hmm. it in my life. Mm -hmm. But I, I love Wong so much. I think he's, I think he's awesome. And my other guard position. Uh, yeah. Wanda Maximoff is Steph Curry. If you think about it, like I think Rod, you mentioned the age of Ultron thing. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of equate that to Steph's ankles at the beginning, not being able to mm -hmm. find it, find mm -hmm. it at all. But then once they found it, then yeah. forget it. Like you see yeah. the talent, you see the tour de force. I mean, WandaVision in a lot of ways is the 2015, 2016 Steph yeah. season. Yeah. It's just an incredible performance. Tour de force had us all every week hanging on each and every episode, waiting to see what would happen because she was, she was the central part of it, making us feel her grief for vision and everything that happened in her life was was great and then the multiverse of madness performance i don't care what nobody say as far as that's concerned yeah she was dominant she was knocking off folks she was evil to the core because she wanted her kids mm -hmm. now 
I just think like when you look at characters who you didn't expect to be this when this started, she fits the bill. She's like an all-time player, and I can't wait to see her again uh, because of that. Multiverse of Madness was her game seven in Sacramento. There you go. Yeah, just a nice little cap off. Just another reminder yeah that she's that person she's she's her she, she's hermithy yeah yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, and so uh so in my front court firstly um i'm gonna go with captain america which i really thought about a lot because mm-hmm. it was either iron man or cap for the first team and yes iron man 3 is a big part of why uh tony stark is in the second team for me however if you go back and look at Cap's uh, performances and his arc, I think the way that he went from the straight man at the beginning of the the first Avenger, what he had to go through with the Peggy situation, which I will say one of the most heartbreaking endings in MCU history is the end of ending of first Avenger with the whole, I had a, I had a date thing. That was just like, Ooh, just hits you. It just hits you in the chest. If you have any feelings or emotions and things like that. And then you get him in, a, in Avengers and he's at it with Tony Stark and they're having this back and forth. And Cap is this person who's about doing the job and doing the doing the right thing for America and, and everything like that. And then you see him go through what happens in the Winter Soldier with Hydra and you see how that changes and you see how that changes the way he looks at things and which leads him to Civil War. Now, whether you agree with how he decides to help Bucky, uh, <laughs> Bucky or not with Tony in that whole situation, whether you agree or not, um, I don't necessarily agree with that because those are your, the Avengers are supposed to be your homies. I know that's your old homie, but your old homie is killing folks and doing crazy stuff. <laughs> your old homie is killing folks. Your but it homie does, is- it does, like it, to your credit, it, it does feel like a decision he'd make though. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, he build it up enough with like his loyalty to his, you know, to his to his friends, uh, that he, you know, is one of the only people that knew him when he was alive, alive, you know, before. It does make sense that he would be like, "Now you can't kill my homie, though," you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that whole thing is, I if you want to question that part of it, fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. But like, and I think Jake spoke to it with Chris Evans' performances and in, in these and making the character not only seem earnest, but at the same time. You know, having that inner struggle and I think about Endgame in this sense where at the end he goes, you know, I want to get that life that Tony was talking about. And I remember when you see earlier in the movie where he sees Peggy in the office uh, when he's getting the pim particles and stuff like that. And then, oh, you're reminded of what happened like 10 years ago in the first film. And it's like you think about that span of time that that character was around and the way that it grew and the way that it changed and stuff like that. And we got to the end and yeah, he finally got, he, he finally got his date. He finally got his dance. So, I mean, from a complete arc, complete story arc, um, I love Cap's story. And also he, you mentioned the Jimmy Butler comparison, which is a really good one because Jimmy Butler is like that. Holy shit. Where did that 50 point game come from? Yes. And, yeah, like, and Cap picking and up he, that hammer. Is what Jimmy yes. did to the Knicks and uh, to the to Giannis. He picked up that hammer and said, "I got us, boys." It's like, what? <laughs> you can yeah, do man. that. 
<laughs> even him, st- yeah, like even him in the, that brief shot in Infinity War when Thanos tries to hit him and he just holds on to the to the fist for like a second. You're like, yo, wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. Yes. So yes. yeah, man. Um, Everything you said, to- I agree with. The only thing, the only knock on Cap is, of course. He went back in the time and he didn't stop Martin Luther King from getting killed. So yeah, I'll say this. Of- one of our voicemails discusses this, so hold that thought. Okay. <laughs> that should be fun. That should be fun. That should be funny. All right. Second front court spot goes to Thor. Uh Thor, what can you say? I I have alluded to Thor Ragnarok being uh MJ's 55 in the garden, the mm. double nickel. That performance was just incredible. And I think the character itself after two two movies and the second one that people don't really like that much and wasn't, you know, uh, really good in that sense, for him to come back and have the Ragnarok performance, the Ragnarok Infinity War Endgame Triumvirate. Mm-hmm. My goodness gracious. what a, mm-hmm. what When you think about that, those performances and... Kind of the way that he deals with Thanos and then cutting off the head in the end game, not being able to stop the snap in Infinity War, like all that stuff combined. He goes through the fat Thor thing, like mm-hmm. all of these emotions. He loses his brother. He loses his family. He loses everything. And yet he still finds a way, Chris Hemsworth, to make it so damn entertaining. Yeah. So I, lo- I-, I love Thor. I love everything that I love everything that he's done so far. And I, l- I saved the best for last. Mm-hmm. Save the best for last. Um, Spider Man, Peter Parker, mm-hmm. Spider Man. Ever since Tom Holland came through in Civil War, everything that we've seen out of that has been nothing but greatness. Uh, I think the performances have gotten increasingly better as the times have gone on. I think about the end of Infinity War when he gets when he gets snapped and he's fading away. That I don't want to go improvise line is who boy sharp cut you cut you right in your soul, right there right there hurts you. Then he comes back, he loses Tony. Then you have the the far from home, Mysterio reveals my identity thing, which is a hell of a shocking ending. And then I think, in no way home. We saw something so special from Holland in that movie. Mm-hmm. From start to finish, losing Aunt May, dealing with the other Peters, the fight with the with Norman Osborn, all of it. And then, you know, deciding to make everybody forget him. Which yeah. I think I think about like scenes that cut you. Like mm-hmm. once again, where he goes to see MJ after the fact and he wants to tell her, and he's just like Nah, I can't do it because I'm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Just reminds you of what those comic books were. Yes. And and then the beautiful Spider-Man score playing at the end as he's in this broken down apartment. He's got a new suit. He's just got all he's got is his wits and himself mm-hmm. and nobody mm-hmm. else. And he's just swinging in the snow. My goodness gracious. Spider-Man, number one in my heart. Number one always. That is my first team. Suffering is the key part of his arc in every iteration Mm -hmm. of Peter Parker. And it was something that the MCU version was kind of missing because they never did the Uncle Ben thing. 
So we yeah. never really saw the guilt complex and why he has to be the guy that does everything like this. And then they give us Aunt May dying, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. this kid. Yeah. Uh, and before that, Tony was kind of his Uncle Ben. Yeah. Like, oh my God. What yeah, I, listen, I wish I had really understood the rules because I think he'd be in my thoughts. Hey. Yeah. Hey. You understood them well enough. That's what matters. Exactly. Um, and so I'm up last. I'll do my first team relatively quickly because basically everyone's been talked about. My guards, I got Hella as one of my guards. Love Hella. Probably yeah. definitely my favorite single movie villain. Cape um, Lynchette was, I, apparently they had to have uh, huge rolls of floss on set because she was picking scenery out of her teeth. She was <laughs> chewing it up so much. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and also one of my guards is a rocket raccoon, um, who is, could go either way. I put him at a guard spot just because, uh, I wanted him to be on first team <laughs> and I think he's great. I've said a million times that no one in the world would have batted an eye if Bradley Cooper did that voice role as Bradley Cooper. But the fact that he, if you, if you don't see the credits, you would never think that's Bradley Cooper because he's doing a fully different voice mm -hmm. and you want to talk about earning your paycheck. Oh, so many stars do a voice role and they're just like, hi, I'm Jake Christie. This is how I sound. Like, no, 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 no. He is like going for it in a way that gives genuine pathos and yeah. humor and all these things. I love Rocket Raccoon so much. I'm so excited for Guardians 3 uh, in just, when you're listening to this, I will be like 36 hours from seeing it. So that's nice. Uh, but then my forwards, um, I have T'Challa on my first team. I just think that... Um, in terms of MCU characters, I think he's the one who is like broken out most outside of the MCU. Like mm -hmm. in terms of like, especially given that like Black Panther was a comic book character I was aware of, but Black Panther is an iconic character now in the way that he was not before the movie. Like it is, and I think so much of that is the dignity that Chadwick yep. gave the role that like it is, it feels bigger than a comic book character because it feels so lived in and so important. Um, and so I think that I, you know, and Ozzy really had no trouble putting him first team. He was um, my, my media dance thing. Um, I also put Peter Parker. Um, I just love Tom Holland. I think that, I think that the big thing here is I think that he indisputably, in my opinion, has like the best, the best trilogy in terms of quality of the movies. Yeah. Um, so I want to reward that. And I just love the vibes. Uh, and then my other one, I have Thor because I love Ragnarok. And I think that, um, I don't know. I just think it's just a, a great invention. The character, the way, what the character is now, I think is just one of the better things the MCU has invented. Um, and so he's on my first team. Uh, and so I have everything tallied up, but I feel like let's do the voicemails first and then we can do the final tally. Now I'm going to, no, Ron, I'm going to use extremely intricate technology in order to play these voicemails, okay. which is I'm going to play them out of my laptop and then edit them in later. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, and I had to cut them down, but even then, People like to ramble, and I we try to tell people two minutes, and uh, I think that every single voicemail we got except for one was over, and so I had to cut them, and so if there's some weird chumps, I did my best. All right, first one is from Montel. Jake, AC, what's up, guys? No, it's been a minute since I dropped a voicemail on the pot. It's your friend Montel, here to share my MCU all-team ranking. So let's get it started. First team, as you guys can see, front we court. Can. Very easy decision. T'Challa, no more need be said. Thanos, best villain in the MCU, no more need be said. And then Tony. 
Tony was the one I was a little bit debating between uh, him and Peter, but again, Tony started it off backcourt. Um, again, Wanda making Wanda eligible for backcourt was like was like making Luca eligible for both forward and guard. As soon as you did that, knew she was making first team, and of course, you know, Daddy Wong, easiest decision in the world. Long story. Of course, man. he's first team. Of course, he's the best sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Would have put Steven first team, but he chose um, getting laid over advancing civil rights for black people. So that kind of knocked it down. Um, like, I understand, but Steve, you went back in time. You could have made things a lot better for us. You didn't. You, you, you chose love, which I mean, I guess, but you know, that that's a knock for you. Um, you know, backcourt, secondary characters, Valkyrie, very easy decision. Uh, again, like, come on, it's Valkyrie. And then Nakia. Honestly, could have put a second spot for Nakia's Peach, but, you know, I wanted to be fair to Valkyrie, so Nakia takes a second oh, oh. spot on the um, all-second all team um, MCU. And then a million different directions you can go for, like, that that third team all-backcourt spot. But I wanted to give some love to somebody who's been there from the very beginning. Probably won't get a lot of votes, not somebody a lot of people thought about. But I wanted to give it to Happy. Like, Happy has been mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, alongside Tony um, at the very beginning. If you needed him for some laughs, he was going to be there. Um, alongside Peter um, in London and um, um, and No Way Home or whatever, the second Spider-Man movie. Um, he was there. He was there for Peter, picked him up. Like, he was in London, again, there for comic relief. Um, but Happy has been pretty consistent throughout when you, when you needed him. Um, when you needed them, like it showed up in the third movie as well, was there for Aunt May, was there for Peter the entire time. So again, Happy probably won't get a lot of votes, but I had to show him some love, honestly. Um, again, he's just been a very, very consistent character, you know, when you give him screen time. So had to, had to give Happy (laughs) some love. All right, so I cut some bits and pieces out, but I will tell you that Montel, he had to call back for an an addendum because he made a mistake. Uh-oh. Got a little got a little problem, guys. Think that secret invasion started a little bit early, because I think there's a, a scroll running around here claiming that those are my all MCU first, second, and third teams. Think something's absolutely very wrong here. Now don't get me wrong. Mostly correct. They did a very good job. First team, spot on. Second team, absolutely. Does sound like me. But that third team, mm-mm-mm. Something wrong there. I think I figured it out who's out here imitating me because ain't no way I'm putting Happy Hogan on my all MCU team over the guy Nick Fury over the guy who put the Avengers together. No, sir. Not at all. Uh, (laughs) I will say that Montel did go on about that. He blamed uh, fellow discord member Caleb for imitating him. But frankly, I don't want this pod to be inside baseball. And so I got that part out. <laughs> it was a long bit. And it's like, we are trying to grow the show. Um, so that was his team. Uh, I, do, I do love uh, that, Rod, you seem to be into the happy love. But he ended up making a whole other voicemail just to retract that. That's sad, man. Because like uh, it's like whenever you have any of these voting things, right? People, It's really about recognizing people. Mm-hmm. And- he mm-hmm. he actually put me on to something I had never thought about before. Happy is the stepdad of the MCU, and that's actually yeah. adorable, dog. He yeah. stepped up for so many people. Yes, he's not the he's the dad who stepped up. You, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, um, what a great call. 
And our next voicemail was from someone who was supposed to be here tonight, Leah Marilla Thomas. She couldn't make it. Um, and she put together teams. Now, I'm not really sure if she got the assignment necessarily because each of these teams is themed. And I'm not really sure what order they were supposed to be in. So I put them in the order she sent. Thankfully, that actually didn't mess up the math because the basically the people who won won by a lot. So, like, it's not an issue. But here's her voicemail. She said it was a little chaotic. And I think that this is exactly the energy we're looking for. Hey, now. This is Leah. All right. So I did my three teams. I themed them. I have my personal all-stars. I did one all-lady all-stars and my concrete jungle all-stars, which is um, characters from New York City, which is also the same strategy I have used to make teams on Marvel Snap. So I'm revealing a lot about myself (laughs) here. Um, but yeah, let's see. Do I need to make any specific arguments for any of these? My personal team, I just went from the heart, and subsequently those characters also have a lot of heart. But don't funk with it, because they could <laughs> mess you up. Um, yeah, obviously, like, Peggy's my girl, Darcy, thrilled to have her back. Let's see. Then I have my all-lady all-stars, that's pretty self-explanatory. I would have liked to have put Yelena on here... Maybe Nebula. Maybe I have to see Guardians 3 to know for sure. So circle back. Um, and then Concrete Jungle. Really sad that I could not include Bucky. But I wanted to give a little shout out to Wong and Absolutely. Daredevil. Matt oh. Murdock himself. Because Wong, Absolutely. even though he's only a part-time New York City resident has really stepped it up, really become a leader in the chaos that is the MCU right now. And how can you say no to Matt Murdock? Have you seen him? What a charmer. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I might be making a risky move by placing Kate Bishop as a frontman, but to me, Kate and Clint are the co-leads of the Hawkeye series. So she is, a, yeah. she is a leading character. To moi. Uh, yes, I also had to cut down some of that, but thank you, Leah. Yes. I love the... Appreciate you. In her email, um, she said... I'm actually, I want to quote it directly, because when she was breaking down the teams, she uh, said about the ladies' team, she said, um, all, la- all lady all-stars, quote, she's got help, but without the pandering. <laughs> 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 um, all right, this is... And Cecilia left the voicemail. She didn't really, I don't think, got the assignment. It was too basketball-related. But this is just a great answer, so. Good morning, friends. This is Cecilia. Um, So I saw AC's message this morning about, you know, everyone get your teams in, everyone get your teams in. To be honest, I was not going to do this because I know fuck all. Um, There you go, earning your explicit whatever content, podcasting. I know fuck all about basketball, but... I have something better to do, which is write my final papers, and so I'm doing this instead. Um, But because I know nothing of basketball, I did what any uh, intelligent person in my situation would do, and I asked ChatGPT to come up with teams for me. So uh, I said, draft three basketball teams comprised of Marvel characters, and this is what ChatGPT has given me. Team one, the Avengers. So Captain America, point guard, Spider-Man, shooting guard, Black Panther, small forward, the Hulk, power forward, Thor, center. Maybe that means something to you guys. Team two, X-Men, Cyclops, 
point guard, Wolverine, shooting guard, Storm, small forward, Colossus, power forward, and Beast, center. And then team three, Guardians of the Galaxy. We got Star-Lord as point guard, Gamora as shooting guard, Rocket as small forward, Drax as power forward, and then Groot as center. Um, have fun with that. Yeah, I'll see y'all later. Cecilia, thank you so much for that wonderful inclusion. Um, those Honestly, the, those teams are pretty good. I think that Colossus as a power forward, he can knock some dudes off the block. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for I'm a sure. little talking... worried about the Hulk not being the center of the Avengers. I felt like that's a I feel like Hulk should be the center and, and Thor should be power forward. I agree. And this is another example of why Chad GPT is not gonna take our jobs because it can't even figure out <laughs> obvious stuff. <laughs> it didn't even say power it didn't even say power Thor, which would have been hilarious. Oh. And now the final voicemail. I think we all know anyone who knows the show knows who this is. The most frequent voicemail lever. Um, he gives a certain perspective. And this voicemail was longer. I had to cut a lot of this out. So just keep that in mind when you listen to how long this goes on. What is up, MC University Podcast? This is Michael Springthorpe coming at you live with a homosexual opinion. Long time, long time. Now, I have my three MCU all-star teams Um we have, we have a lot of themes, themes uh, where the key, my big theme for each of my team was themes, uh, is what you could say. So uh, I'm going to go bottom up. Um, so this is my third uh, round team. Um, I call this the proper team. This is the organized team. Uh, maybe a little basic, but sometimes basic is basic for a reason, Right. Uh, so, uh, our, um, our three starters, it's, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, and then T'Challa, Black Panther. My, my sides, I, I don't remember the name again. It's a, it was a sports term. Um, I got Pepper. She's keeping everybody organized. Everybody is making their meetings. And then of course we got Wong. Wong, I mean, Wong is the glue that holds the entire goddamn MCU together at this point. So I'm definitely putting him on my team. So the next one, we got Power. This is the next, the next best team. Uh, this is the second best team. Uh, this is the Power. I picked the, just the most powerful uh, players I could think of. So uh, my starters, we got Wanda, Thanos, and Captain Marvel. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about the three of them. They're definitely the three probably the three most powerful characters uh, that fit into the starters. And then who do we got for the, uh, the side staff? Uh, we got Hella, of course, because you know, it's, it's Springthorpe. Of course, Hella's going to be on a list. And, uh, and Ego, the living planet. I mean, before he's e- – even now, it's like, well, what's he up to? Is he like in back on Earth or something? You know, he's a whole – he's a planet, guys. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so then we got the number one team. This is the best team. This is the um, – this is my like – Highest ranked picks, uh, and I like to call it, this is the party team. So uh, my starters, we got Thor, obviously. We got uh, Shuri, uh, because, uh, well, pre-2023 Shuri, where she still knew how to have some fun. That's not, that's not really, that's kind of rude on my part. Um, she, she has a lot to do, uh, a lot of important jobs to do in Wakanda forever. But, you know, remember, like, the original Black Panther Shuri? She was a lot of fun. And then, of course, Scott Lang. Scott Lang. Uh, now for the uh, side staff, we got Agatha, 
she's a little tricks. She's a little bitch. You know, she's crazy. You know, never know what's going to come out her mouth. Is it going to be a song? Is it going to be a spell that kills your mother? Who knows? Uh, and then finally, we got Rocket Raccoon, um, who is going to, I mean, he's only going to be alive for another week, uh, as far as we know. So, uh, got to have Rocket in there as well. So, yeah, those are my teams. And let me just check the time. Oh, wow. I've been speaking for 35 minutes. All right. Bye. <laughs> Hi. Um, so yeah, uh, that was the thing. Rod, we've been doing voicemail since we did our first uh, bracket in 2020, and uh, that was when one of my good friends, Michael Springthorpe, became a mainstay on the show, calling and giving the homosexual perspective. That one was more just him giving his own perspective, mm-hmm. but yeah. we do appreciate it. Um, but with that in mind, I have the final tallies, guys. Yeah. You'd like to hear them? Yes, go um, ahead. So starting, we start with the third team, the third team starters. Well, the front court, excuse me, Bruce Banner. Loki and Natasha Romanoff. Wow. In the backcourt, James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes, mm. and Yelena Belova. Mm. Wow. Second team, front court, T'Challa, okay. Thanos, mm. and Peter Parker. Okay. Backcourt, Wanda Maximov and Rocket Raccoon. And then the first team. Front court, I don't feel like there's any surprises. Yeah, no surprises. Tony Stark, yeah. Thor. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers. There you go. Big three. And then the front court guards, Nick Fury, to be expected. But I think that this says a lot about our fan base. First team guard, Wong. Hell yeah, baby. Oh, we did yes. it. it. That's clutch. Love to see it. Yeah. So yeah, that is that, that those are the teams. Um yeah, any anything to say? Uh, I feel like I feel I feel pretty good about that. I think that Natasha one's a little surprising since none of us had her, but she had a lot of soft support. Like she had a lot of third yes. and second teams. Yeah, yeah. I like wanted to find a way to work her in, but I just when I first was doing it, I thought it was my power level. But as a character, she hey. deserves like a yeah. lot. Yeah, and third team's good for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I can't I can't hate on it too much. Um. I do have to say I did I I did think about in consideration of who you know I left off the cuttering floor I did have Shuri I did have Sam Wilson yeah. Vision um, I even thought of Koye uh, Groot yes. and uh, and Hulk those were the those were the ones that the only I ones about. I have the only ones I have that you didn't say uh, Spider Man Miles Morales just because he's not technically part of MCU. But, Correct. Yes, that would have yeah. been a problem if you said that. <laughs> yeah, like, but I wrote them down because I I love that movie. Um, oh, for sure. Oh yeah, so and I have Vision, but Vision is very much like Paul George. You know, like yeah, he's never. Yeah, ne- he's more known for brutal injuries. Than yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I also I had Sam Wilson in here, um, because even though I don't necessarily see eye to eye with his personal opinions and stuff mm-hmm. i think i think he and we'll see after this captain america movie but i think there's a chance for him to be a great like a great story arc like we'll yes. look back at when he came into this mcu and then mm-hmm. where they take the character and be like now that's some damn writing you know see i can't ever take him seriously after howard bryant the great howard bryant a man who has sold yeah. more books than I've, than this podcast has been listened to, came mm-hmm. on our show and coined the term Checkers Wilson because he yes. plays checkers where no one else plays chess. <laughs> like, I think, and I, actually, that's why I think 
he has a chance to have a great arc is because they started him in a low place. And yeah. we're being 100% fair. Steve Rogers started as a checkers guy. Like, oh, he, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. so like there's a, there's an earnesty there that gives yeah. us, I just hope they, I, like mm-hmm. I said, I didn't put them on my list because they haven't done it yet. Yeah. And I also did have Groot um, mm-hmm. as well. You know, we talk about Bradley Cooper, but Vin Diesel does Groot's voice. Mm-hmm. He does mm-hmm. he, in every language. Yeah, and lastly, um, this is not really uh, naming a character that was on that. Like, I didn't put him on my list, but AC Wong has to be a washed culture representative. Oh, easy, washed oh, oh, for him, sure. Him watch if you think about She Hulk and him watching The Sopranos and catching up for it, catching mm-hmm. up on it at that particular time in the modern era is just tremendous hashtag washed agenda content. Yes, yes, I feel like he. He's the kind of guy that teleports to the bodega downstairs, you know? Yes. Yeah. He most definitely. In his robe, like he Carmelo. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, you beat me to it. I, that's one of my favorite. A thing I will say, if I'm like ever outside in anything super casual, even if it's just like to get the paper, I'll always hear in my head, I'm coming from my house. <laughs> I now want, I need that strange academy just so we can see Wong do stuff like, Go yeah. to the bodega in his robe. I mean, we need, if, if they're doing a Strange Academy and you don't see the announcement, Patty Guggenheim series regular as Madison. Yeah, got yeah. you. We're rioting. We're taking to the streets. Exactly. Shouts, we, man. We will run up on the Capitol building, MCU. We don't, we're not playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. You, thought, you thought the QAnon shaman was bad. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think that's that is a good note to end on. Um I first want to thank everybody who submitted voicemails, everybody who submitted their teams. Appreciate everybody getting involved and and uh in this new voyage with us as we do all MCU teams. I think we'll do this again at some point and maybe we'll have a little bit more of a uh firmer, clearer uh idea at, at, in how the categories and uh, and all of those things work, but this was a fun thing to do nonetheless. I want to thank our guest Rod for joining us. Rod, uh, appreciate you, sir. Got to have you back at some point. But in the meantime, uh, where can we follow you, and where can we find your work? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter until Elon Musk burns it to the ground. I'm mm-hmm. Roderick Prime, and you can uh, listen to my podcast, The Black Guy Who Tips. And if you have HBO, HBO Max, watch Game Theory with Bobani Jones. Hey, mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful. Check that out. And then Jay Christie, what's up? You can follow me on Twitter at the Jay Christie. Listen to my other podcast, uh, Love It for a Psych, which were me and Andre Barrera watching the show Psych. He's watching it for the first time. I've watched it a million times. Uh, and hopefully at some point soon you can follow me on Blue Sky when someone sends me a freaking invite. Um, like, I just don't understand. I Posting is my life. I don't understand how no one has sent me one, but that's whatever. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just uh, keep listening to the show and what have you. You can follow me on Twitter at AnthonyCanton underscore three. You can follow the show at MCUniversityPod. Uh, remember, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash MCUniversityPod, where you will get bonus content from us. I suspect there will be something on there soon. And, uh, you know, we'll get to that in the meantime. But happy to be back. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is next on the docket for us. This should be fun to talk about. I'm looking forward to it and uh, appreciate everybody for joining appreciate everybody for uh you know supporting us even while i was gone and happy to be back and let's continue this ride through the mcu in 2023 
So for Rod and Jake Christie, I'm Anthony Canton III. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we will talk to you next time.